Hello everyone and welcome to another podcast episode of Let's Chat About Death. I have with me or over the other side of the table a very special person uh, and her name is Annie. Let's put our hands together for Annie. No. Oh, look. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. There you go. Cut thank short. You. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Um, so today we're just going to talk about generalised topics. Um, you know, we get a lot of get a lot of people sort of asking. Um, well, I don't say silly questions, but questions about our industry, either on our lives or through Facebook. Um, and for those that have never heard Annie before, Annie is our new funeral director's assistant. So we've welcomed her to the Brimba team. Um, and she has a lot of knowledge and a lot of uh, experience and bits and pieces around in her. How many years are you? 23, what are you? 23? 20, 20, yeah, 23 yeah, and a bit. 23 and a bit. So... Um, she's been around the block a few times in regards to experience and things. So, um, I hope that this, uh, yeah, this episode is going to be quite exciting. Um, so one of the questions that we do get asked, um, and it always either pops up at a, at a party or a social event is, don't you find your job is very emotional or do you find that your job is very depressing? Cause we're dealing with grief every day. Um, do you get asked that? I actually got asked this question at the housewarming I threw on the weekend. Wow. (laughs) That, yeah, yeah. And yeah. So did they just go, oh, you know, don't you find it depressing or? Yeah, I think, yeah. So I think people's, people's first, um, sort of thought or the first sort of question that they ask is about. Mm. How sad it is. Oh, that's a really sad job to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I Obviously, there's a lot of really heavy things that we experience and a lot of very sad things that we experience. But I think that for me, my love of my job sort of outweighs those. Yeah. Um, but I've also got a really good support system here at work and also at home. I think support is a very, very big thing because a lot of – if you'll probably hear me during my podcast saying, you know, the public's view – or community's view mm. against funeral director's view. Because when you're on the outside, what you think the job entails or what we do is totally different when you're inside. The other thing is everyone thinks we're N- uh, NCIS, you know, everything's sort of crystal, like, yeah, stainless steel, everything's there, you know, we've got the drawers, we've got everything, and, you know, everyone's wearing white pants um, and <laughs> the classic film thing. Um not saying that what we do is dirty in any way, but, you know, there's there's a lot behind the scenes that we do. Um, I think that it's a lot less clinical than people oh, yeah. think, especially back of house. It's not yeah. as, it's not as um, doctor's office as people imagine. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so how did you, yeah, how did you answer this person? You just, um, yeah. Pretty much exactly pretty what much, I said. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that I think that especially when they ask these questions, they do have a preconceived idea of um, what it's like to work in the funeral industry, mm. and I think that it's really good to um, let them know that it's not all, you know, sad and gloom. Yeah, and that yeah. Sometimes it is, you know, 
it is a nice yeah. it is a nice thing to do for somebody and it is a nice job. Well, most of the time it is a nice thing to do. I think like you said, yeah, and once again, having that having that support there that you know, A, from work-wise, but to go home to a partner that's supportive or, mm-hmm. a, or a family member that's supportive, mm-hmm. they're never truly going to understand what we do because they're not in it. Yeah. But if you describe it enough, hopefully, you know, the classic one used to always be, um, you know, when you go home and or you're out with your friends um, and people just go, oh, yeah, yeah, I get it, but they don't. Like, I don't know, it's, it's – or, you know, if we're really having a bad time and, you know, people say, well, maybe you need to go and speak to someone professionally mm-hmm. for it. But I've often put, well, if you go and talk to that person, unless they've had that experience, how can they – how can they help me because mm. they don't understand it? Yeah, that's exactly And coming right. from that counselling background too, for me, it's like if I'm not used to a, a, a subject, how, how can I help that person if I've never researched it or experienced it? Mm-hmm. I can, you know, how does it make you feel, the classic, you know, yeah. and this is what you can do moving forward. But on the other side, mm, yeah, you can't you can't really help me. All you can do is be there as that sound or that earpiece. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um you know, the other the other one that we get asked or I have been asked actually even in job interviews is do you need to touch dead bodies? Um <laughs> and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I think that would be a given that You'd think you, so. you would either be seeing them or you will be touching them. I have a real issue with that question. <laughs> My issue is, first of all, obviously. Yeah. Second of all, it almost has an underlying disgust to it. Yeah. You know, they're not dirty. They're not no. disgusting. Ooh, they're not going to make you dead sick. body. Ooh. Yeah. 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 No, I totally, I totally get that. Um, but see, even, even back, you know, when I was in corporate days, and there used to be receptionists, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they all needed to know what a deceased looked like. If there was a viewing, and there was no other arranger or any other staff member there, that if they went and visited that person in that lying in state, that if something was a little bit awkward, that they could fix them up or, mm-hmm. you know, I guess if if the temperature was different, you know, in the chapel or in the viewing room against, you know, and there might be a little bit of condensation or stuff like that, that they can, you know, pat down and – but I remember interviewing um, – she was a lovely, lovely lady but just, you know, not with us. Um, it was uh, – it was a bit like sort of having a mosquito flying around in the room and not quite sure where to land. But um, I found, I can't even know, I think it was even going for an arranger conductor position. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, so, you know, there'll be times where you'll need to do this. Well, she got freaked out. It's like, well, what What do you, oh, well, don't I just go out and see the family and arrange it? I don't need, I don't want to see them. It's like, well, you're not actually going to get the true true feeling of what it is unless you're dealing with that person. So, 
Like, how, yeah, I mean, you can learn the story, but seeing the person, you might go, oh, yeah, you look, you look like a happy fellow or you look like a grumpy old man or whatever it might be. Like, how can you, how can you do this without touching someone? Yeah. How can you completely yeah. support a family without getting to know their loved one? Yeah, exactly. And I think with what we do is we get that, you know, we're there from the first transfer through to the prepping to the placing someone in their coffin um, to then on the day of the funeral, you know, placing their, their lid on their coffin and bringing out their beautiful flowers and then taking them for their last ride, you know, like it's not just a matter of jumping in a hearse and just driving away. You, you, how my mind thinks is if you're going down, you're taking this person for their last physical car ride mm-hmm. or you are the last person on this earth to see them. Mm-hmm. You are the last person to wash them, to comb their hair. Family at times don't get that opportunity because yeah. they don't want to see their loved one. Yeah. And it's because of, you know, I've seen enough at dad, it's okay, I'm at peace with it. Mm. But I think that's why, you know, we are who we are and and how honoured are we to be able to do that. Mm. That's what I think. Yeah, anyway. absolutely agree. Um, so, yeah, the, mm, not being able to touch someone is a bit, yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, the other question, um, that we do get often, or you would have heard it, people out there, you would have heard this, you know, just put me in a cardboard box or just put me in a pine box Mm -hmm. and then, you know, burn me. Now, I don't, personally, I don't like that when someone says, oh, just burn me, you know, or how long until she burns. It's like, no, 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 there's a, there's a word for that. You know, that's just like, oh, I don't love my loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when, how long until that person is cremated? The other thing is too is with cardboard and pine, a lot of people say, oh, that's more affordable than the everyday. No, it's not. And I think society has that that ability to be able to turn something like, yeah, it sounds cheap, sounds affordable, um, but it's not. You know, in your experience, even with wicker, to um, a cardboard coffin that's wax lined, or you know, mm-hmm. but then the other side of that is that you can't store the body in that receptacle for you know two or three days because you pick up the sides of that coffin, and um, yeah, you'll be <laughs> you'll be leaving the loved one behind. Um, so not always are the environmentally friendly the most um, useful or uh, most affordable way of yeah. doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, Prior to coming to Brember, did you have much experience with cardboard and wicker? and? We mostly used chipboard coffins. Yeah. I think we had one wicker casket once yeah. and that was about a week before yeah. I left. I hadn't experienced one in my entire time there. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> And that was an experience. Yeah. I'm not reaching for a wicker, ca- uh, no. wicker casket. No, 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 no. And I think it depends on where where they're ordered from too. There's there's a lot that obviously get, well, a majority of them come from overseas. But it's the, their, 
uh, what do you say, they're, um, how they're made, you know, they're meant to be natural, but a lot of the ones that come overseas have to be chemically treated. Yeah. So it defeats the purpose of having a natural burial. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when it comes to a deceased, you know, we'll just, yeah, we'll just change to the natural burial side because now that we're talking about this, it, it sort of always plays on my mind. Natural burial is meant to be nothing chemical, nothing metal, nothing that's not going to, um, that isn't going to biodegrade, um, you know, try to keep everything as, as user-friendly as possible. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you've got your, your coffin or your picnic basket, wicker basket. I, I can't get it away in my head of, you know, all you want to do is bring out the cheese and dip. Yep. You know, and the bottle of wine or something to go with it. But each to their own, I guess. Um, so chemically treated um, coffin or casket. The hessian or calico that they provide has been bleached mm-hmm. um, or has some form of treatment in that. How does it combine? There's got to be some form of combining in that, right? Then you've got the deceased person that has been pumped with drugs or has been on medication most of their life. So there's there's medicine um, and chemical that really shouldn't be, you know, uh, expelling out of anyone. Uh, what else is there? Um, the, uh, the nameplate, if it's timber, once again, could be treated pine, could be like... Then you've got the burial site. And the one that we had done just recently was in an area that 20 years ago was made up of milk bottles and like it was like landfill Mm -hmm. rubbish, you know, two metres of landfill rubbish. How is that that natural? So if you're thinking of natural burials, there's other – or natural ways, there's other ways of being able to do that. You agree with that? Yeah. 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 What's your view on, I don't think they're doing it in Australia, but there's things going around like composting people. I actually have seen a or a funeral home on TikTok over in the States who do Yeah, it's like a big composting. Yeah. Big barrel or something. Yeah. yeah. I think that it's, I think that it's a very interesting take. Personally, I wouldn't um, want that to happen to me or Mm. any of my loved ones. But I think that it's a new take on an environmentally friendly funeral. So you place so there's they put obviously It's like a it's almost like a substrate in the bottom. Right. And then you place the deceased in there. They do put belongings in, which I think um, sort of defeats the purpose of like a natural so do they heat this thing up or is it just... No, they pretty much just sit in this... They just oh. sit in this big... It's like... You know what it reminds me of? Mm. You know the what they got transported in, in Madagascar? The big tin? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what they're like. I don't... Ah. Yeah. Um, and they sit on a substrate and they sort of get, they get covered... Um, and they have some belongings, some flowers put so in. So you there. don't put, you know, you don't bring buckets of um, <laughs> fruit and veg. And it's like oh, I've got some leftovers. I'll just, I'll just put. Or do they? I mean, sometimes they? they might. <laughs> I mean, uh, they're putting flowers uh, in there. I don't yeah. see why not. We'll but. just sweep up the floor and <laughs> put it on Granddad. 
Yeah. Um, um, and then they wow. just sit in these in these big boxes. It's very interesting. It, all I picture is, you know, when people have got their compost bins mm. and then they turn them over every <laughs> every few weeks. It's like pretty it's much pretty exactly much like, like that. that. Yeah. So what do they get at the end? Do you know what they get at the end? I've never watched that far. Yeah. <laughs> um, because obviously then there would have to be like bones not going to mm-hmm. fully break down. So obviously the, the other part of them, their skin and organs and all that type of stuff is going to be what they're going to get. Mm. So, yeah, I wonder if they they must crush the bones and so they get something back. So A, they might get, you know, ten bags of potting mix. Yeah. Plus. <laughs> a bag of bones. A bag of bones that's crushed like cremated remains basically. Yeah. So it certainly is it certainly is another option. I don't know to be honest. Uh, I mean because aquamation in Australia there's only one place I know in in New South Wales that does it but mm. um, I don't know it might be 20 30 years before they even start thinking of that. Mm. And the reason for that I think is because is public say you know people don't like a lot of change. Yeah. Governments might say, hey, we're going to bring in the composting, um, you know, bring granddad down to the landfill and we'll, um, we've got a compost section over here, mm-hmm. um, you know. But, yeah, it would take it would take a bit. You know, imagine if you had hundreds of bodies doing that. You'd have to have a huge space. Mm. Um, but good option, yeah. We just I, find it weird. Mm, we, I mean, yeah, we do. But the... The crates, I guess we'll call them. They are sorry. <coughs> they are quite large. Uh, they're probably about the size of the the exhumation box downstairs. Ah. Uh, so they're pretty big. Yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah, yeah. It's different. Certainly, is different. But it's once again, you know, we, you know, when we come into society, we know there's burial and there's cremation. You know, you imagine when they first came out, people saying, you can't put a body into the earth. You mm. can't do that. Or what do you mean you're, you're cremating someone, you're burning someone? You can't, Like you can't do that. But yeah. now it's like burial or cremation and aquamation. Yeah. Um, so, but the Americans do things on the grander scale. They tend to be, I guess, the, the forefront. They're the ones that go, we're going to do something really different here and yeah. we're going to. We're going to do this. Um, and good on them. Good on them. Um, wow. Yeah. So I might, I might look look that up. And I, I guess everyone else out there too that's listening, that might be something that you might want to look up too. You know, it might be a better option than the, the, the standard um, chemical natural burials that we do here yeah. in Australia. Um, one of the other... Big questions, and we may have covered this, covered this on other podcasts, but do coffins get cremated? Do they? Yes. You sure? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Taking them to the crime. Um, now, I know in Victoria, and I'm only going by Victoria because that's where what we're governed by, is that a person must be cremated in a reciprocal of some kind they're actually meant to have plastic lining Mm -hmm. that is meant to be part and parcel of that and that is 
was a direction from the health department. Reason for that is if there's any liquid or anything that was to expel from that body, mm-hmm. that it's then not seeping through the timber or whatever item that you're using and then getting on top of everyone else. And so that was the general rule. Yeah, I don't know if that still is the rule, but I know that every coffin that we use, unless it's natural, would certainly have a plastic lining. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I wouldn't want... I mean, the body does some strange things. So um, you used to deal with, um, I don't know, I don't know how you use it. Is it a renter coffin, renter, renter topper, renter? Um, like um, rental caskets. Yeah. Yeah. So how did that work? So we had our our basic coffins, so our shipboard coffins. So un, unpolished. Unpolished. Like, yeah. They're yeah. just pretty much just shipboard coffins. Yeah. Um, and they would be used as inserts into this um, big rosewood American casket that we had. Yeah. Um, and so we'd put the we'd put the deceased into the um, into the chipboard coffin. Yeah. And we'd open up the back door of the casket and slide them in there. And then on the service, does that have rollers inside it? Yep, yeah. Yeah. Rollers okay. inside it. Wow. And then on the service, we had the big rosewood casket. So can you can you take that? In a hearse and then drive it somewhere else, or is it purely and solely just in, so it in was? Chapel? It was just for um, like the on-site chapel because right. of the sheer weight of it. It was yeah. very very heavy. Um, but I know that before I started there, they used to take it out on services. Yeah, they stopped doing that for OHNS. Yeah, wow. So was that? So you didn't? Did you see many of that? Oh, all the time, all the time, because it was a more affordable option. Yeah. What's your opinion of it? Um, I think that it's a it's a good option for people who can't necessarily afford a coffin or a casket, but they still want to have. I don't want to say a nice send off because if you put somebody just in a basic coffin for a funeral, that's not that's not a bad. Oh no! no you know no, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. But definitely. for somebody who wants the look of a casket without having to buy a casket. Yeah. Because they are very expensive. Yeah. They can be very, very expensive. Yeah. So. Look, I think I think the chipboard option is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other side too is there is other either, you know, I call them lower ender um, glossy coffins or matte finish coffins. But a lot of the time, you know, I guess having, having um, yeah, like a grander, grander looking mm. item and yeah not having to spend an arm and a leg for it yeah but i know that the coffins that we have here um i would be happy to put my loved one into that yep. even if it was they didn't want the mdf or the chipboard coffins they can then go certainly a matte finish coffin mm-hmm. or even um if i use the word seconds or there might be a little nudge on one that they can use but yeah um but yeah, I've I've never seen a a, a renter topper or renter casket only because that you know obviously it's all been in house. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is it is certainly a different a different option for people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all all coffins, all caskets um, do get one hundred percent cremated. The only thing that doesn't get cremated would be is if you had big chunky metal. 
straight bar um, handles on it mm-hmm. um, or anything that's just not going to cremate. Um, we use a high, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, like a high high quality plastic handle that will just obviously cremate because cremation's anywhere between 800 to 1200 degrees. Um, yeah, so anything metal will be raked out and, and, and sorted from there. So, yeah, because a lot of people just think, oh, you're going to reuse that coffin though, so why am I paying X, Y, Z for that? And it's like, no, 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 no. Once your loved one is in it, and I know I, I can say 100% on our side, that is exactly what happens. Yep. Once that person lays in that coffin... That is their forever stay. Yeah. Um, the we were just talking um, before we went on air too about can anyone get buried in their backyard? Is that something that can happen? Um, and my classic answer to that was, long as you don't tell anyone. No. Um, and I'm not saying that you need to go out and do that. So please disclaimer. I'm not saying that you need to do that. Um. But I think the only thing that it stipulates is if the council and you have a, a huge block of land, like we're not talking just a, a local residential house, but yep. you'd need to be on a on a big property. Like an acreage. Yeah, a big property that has no um, outlook to be used as a road or, um, you know, uh, a new town's going to be coming through or – but I think – um, we've got actually now that I think about it. There's we have a, a suburb here called Oakley, and down near the main street in Oakley, have you seen that? They've got like a an old car park, and ahead yes. of it is a is a not fenced by the way a not fenced little cemetery. Yeah, little graveyard. Yeah. Now I I had to do double take uh, many many moons ago, but I'm thinking. I swore I just saw grave tops, you know, like the... Yeah, the, like um, like headstones. Yeah, the headstones. Yep. Like, nah, that can't be it. Because there's cars in there. Yeah. Like, and I'm thinking, what? It's so right next to the car park. I don't know, like, oh, where are you parked? Oh, in front of Mr. Brown. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't, I yeah, I don't know why or how, but that is the same. Yeah. Like they can't, they can't move them. Mm-mm. Well, they can move them, but then they have to re-inter them somewhere else. Yep. But you know, maybe down the track it will happen. But, um, yeah, so – and I guess it's like exhumations. You know, the, the health department would be involved, the um, the government would need to be involved. So for you to be buried anywhere other than a, um, a cemetery that's a trust or, a, um, you know, you would need to have very special permissions. But I don't think it's just granted. Yeah, um, yeah but – Big property, like if you were, I don't know, 2,000 kilometres away from anyone, you're in the middle of nowhere, that's probably likely that nothing's ever going to go out that way. Yep. Um, you probably could. Yep. Um, but it would have to be documented, obviously. Of course. Um, do you, you would have seen over your time um, different options in regards to cremated remains mm. um what are some of those options that people can do is there is there a right or wrong with what we can do no i don't well i mean i don't think there's a right or wrong so there's if definitely I, yeah. there's definitely um 
rules or laws in place as to where you can scatter people if you'd like to scatter ashes. So can I just take mum down the end of the Frankston Pier and flop her over the side there? As long as no one's watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's not something that you're going to do when you've got a, a, a beach full of people and no. make sure that you do it downwind. Don't do it towards <laughs> you. Um, and I have seen it that has come back in front of someone and uh, they said that it was quite gritty. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's not. Um, now, just to put it there, like um, this gentleman was, he was a bit of a, if I use the word know-it-all, he was a bit of a like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Mm. And the family kept on saying, well, don't, you know, that's listen listen to Chris what he's saying, he's, you know, because we went down there, we're doing like a little committal down there. Mm-hmm. And I said, the wind has, um, is really fierce and it's coming towards us. So, um, you know, with some uh, jetties or whatever, they've got like a, there's a couple of little stairs that go sort of under the jetty, like yeah. for more of the, not the bigger boats, but the smaller boats. Yeah. I said, why don't we go down there? Because in that way it was sort of protected a bit. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Mum would want to go straight out here. And I went, all right, family, you go downstairs. And he opened up the cremated remains. <laughs> ah, it makes me laugh every time. And he, <laughs> he flung the ash just out. And it came back and he was wearing a white shirt, oh, like a greyish type suit um, and it came and hit him hard. Like mum was all over him um, and eyes open, mouth open, he, he got his fair share. <laughs> now I feel for the family but they they pissed themselves laughing to be honest. They, yeah. they really, yeah. But he, he never said much after that. I can um, imagine he wouldn't have. Because, um, yeah, I think his plan obviously didn't work and didn't listen to mine. Then you just get what you get. That's that's it. So, um, okay, so they're scattering. Yeah. What else, what else can you do with them? I have decanted ashes into one of those big, I cannot tell you what they're made out of, the big shells. You decant oh, yeah. the ashes into them and then you drop it in the ocean and they, yeah. they degrade Oh, they, they degrade, there. yeah. Because mm. I think you can get turtle ones as well. So you can get the shell, turtle. Um, I think it's there was, a, yeah. Like a, like, a, like a sea star one, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and one of, one of my old schoolmates, um, his dad, I think, went into one that was more like a wreath mm. and you were able to put um, like some flowers in the top of that. But in... In obviously underneath all of that was the were the ash yep. in there, and he loved boating. It was off off on the Gold Coast, so he loved boating. So they went out to his favourite location, and then they obviously had a bit of a cry and things like that, and then released him. And it was so good; mm. it was just so good. Um, the the different options of what you can have now for that, you know. Um, I don't know, and I think it brings a little bit more personal approach to it than just opening up the the box and yeah, you know. I think I'd like that. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to be dropped into the Great Barrier Reef. Not oh. sure if you've been dropping the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, 
<laughs> the other one that you and I don't know if they do much of it now was the um, uh, like air air burials. So what I mean by that is they take the cremated remains up. Mm-hmm. There'd be someone in a Cessna plane, um, single engine, and then they'd have like this little chute that they'd put the cremated remains in and as they're flying over that person's favourite location, they would then distribute the ash out. <laughs> My head automatically goes to a comedy scene of people whining and dining down below. Oh, no. <laughs> and getting covered in Mr Brown. Like, yep. And... Yeah, um, but I don't know if they do that anymore because that, that I used to be quite good. I heard this joke years ago, and it's something that it's something that um. And now that I work in the funeral industry, mm. people say this to me all the time: wanting to be put into salt and pepper shakers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's it's morbid, but it's yeah. very funny. And yeah. sometimes, sometimes when people are like, "Oh, we might do this or we might do that," yeah. I have to stop myself from suggesting. Oh it. no! How about that? The other one um, is I have seen is cremated remains going up in a firework. Um, <laughs> I know it's it's different, mm-hmm. but put put your granny into a firecracker, like a, a, a company that does it, mm-hmm. and then you organise like a you know get together with your family one night and you go into an area that's all permitted and then you yeah you let granny get fired up with a up in up in the sky. Um, yeah, I've heard people say, "Oh, just yeah, just put me up in the sky like a firecracker." Well, that's literally putting you up in the sky as a firecracker. I don't know if that's something I would do, but it looked really good. Back, so Darwin has got this thing, or the Northern Territory has got this thing called Territory Day, um, mm. and basically they call it Cracker Night, and everybody in the street goes out and you buy you buy your own firecrackers and you let them out in your street. Right? <laughs> I'm not sure why they still do this. People have had limbs blown off. And oh, far out. Very dangerous. But <sighs> now I'm wondering how many people have been in those firecrackers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be uh, – well, I wouldn't think it would be hard if, as long as you mix the cremated remains with, with the Bernie stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly said gunpowder, but whatever that Bernie stuff is. Yep. To go up, yeah, but people just, yeah. I mean, it's 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 different. Um, the air one's different. The other one that used to be really nice was every, I think it was every six months, um, any ashes that people wanted to be put out into Port Phillip Bay mm. but, you know, didn't want to just go out there and do it themselves you'd have a couple of family members for each of those cremated remains that were allowed to go on the Endeavour, mm-hmm. whatever the one is in, in in the city, and you'd go for this cruise on the outside and then they would do a complete ceremony to release these ashes to Port Phillip. Mm-hmm. And when you think about people in old uniform, you know, like old like soldier-type uniform and, and the release and the, the sails and, wow... Yeah. And I, I was very lucky to go on one of those trips many, many moons ago um, 
and I missed it. Like it was, it was, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if you, if that boat's still around, um, but it's certainly an option. And that that sounds really, really lovely. You know, like, or you get those ones where they're the navy. You know, like they're um, sometimes the old. Uh, Navy ships used to take them, take them out, and they do a, mm-hmm. a ceremony out there. They used to do it out of Cerebrus, 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 that one. Um, but they used to just go on a little runabout and go out there and do it, um, and that's beautiful too. Because especially if they've served in the in the war or they've been in the navy and they've done all of this, and um, but there's all sorts of different things you can do with your ashes. You can bury them under rose trees at home. You can place them into a rock. You can turn them into jewellery. I, you know, I was getting, well, Jess, um, she, which is one of our staff members, she actually got her her dog placed into a ring or around a ring. Um, I gave some of my mum's cremated remains and I'm waiting on that ring to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't look like it's cremated remains but it it's symbolic for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if many people are turning their loved ones into diamonds or you've heard of that? I have. Um, I was – it was something that I was sort of like, oh, that might be nice if I used a little bit of like – a little bit of my dog's ash. Very yeah. expensive for a dog, but um, yeah, she's I don't not dead yet. She's still no. alive. <laughs> no. But then um, I was told that it takes years, and I was like, "Oh, oh no, 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 no." Um, but certainly the, I guess the cremated remains might go into some resin or something, mm. and then blended. Um, but yeah, I think that's something that's. A nice way. I don't. Yeah, I'm not mm. like. Oh, what's well, a beautiful diamond? What's oh, it's mum. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that's just me. That's fair. I don't know if that's. I think that <laughs> I lost mum. Where's oh she gone? No. <laughs> you can't. Where has she gone? Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah, someone I, stole my mum. There's a there's a lot more that you can do with cremated cremated. 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 No, that is right. Cremated remains. 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 <laughs> See wow. <laughs> There's uh, a lot more you can do with ashes well, yeah. than you can with <laughs> bodies. I think we'll just uh, crack open a tinny there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Have a drink. Thank you very much. I don't yeah. think I need any more. <laughs> um, but mm. I think that I think that um, going down the you know the path of cremation could be a lot. It could be a nice alternative to burying somebody in your backyard because you can't bury a body in your backyard no. legally. No. Um, but you can bury cremated remains. Yeah. My nan and pop are buried under this beautiful tree, this big, huge oak tree um, in a vineyard in the Coonawarra Wine Estate. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where my – so my granddad, he used to um, take care of the vineyard. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when they passed away, um, they're – um, ashes were interred there and they've got a beautiful plaque and this little sort of glass box around it with a couple of little mementos and it's very, very nice but I think that that's a nice alternative to burying somebody. Yeah, my my um, deceased uncle, 
I never really got to meet him, but um, we were brought up. Well, I was born in Katoomba. Yeah, I'll go Katoomba in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a great big council park down the end of Katoomba Street. And he's under a big oak tree. But when his ashes, and he's got a plaque on it and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But when they first did it, it was just this little stick, like this little branch. But this tree is, oh my God, it is huge. Mm-hmm. But I often think about it. And I really want to go and see it before anything ever happens to it. And um, and the only thing that I say about anything happened to it would be if the council decided, you know what, we're now going to continue the road through. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, uh, well, what am I to say, 47? So he would have, he probably would have gone 50 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was about 50 years ago. So that's a tree of 50 years or 50 plus years. Mm-hmm. You know, if if his ashes were placed in there in a container, I don't I think they'll still be there or that maybe the roots have gone through it, but you know, to have to pull that up would be such a disappointing thing or something happened like get struck by lightning or you know, council of, you know, Someone kills the tree for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know how sometimes there's people who's like, oh, that tree's just too much bushes over on my side and, you know. Um, but, yeah, so many different things you can do. Um, you don't always have to place your loved one into a cemetery. Yeah. I think that's the big thing. Yeah. You just need to, to know. Um, and anything's really possible unless it's illegal then. <laughs> then, you know, think twice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, we've covered a lot. We've covered a lot today. I think it's um, that's been pretty pretty fantastic. Um, so I hope for those people that have been listening, um, you know, you've enjoyed, enjoyed our episode today. Um, and a big thank you to Annie. Uh, for joining us and no doubt you will hear more uh, of Annie over the time Um, and for those that are listening to us in doing gym or going for a walk going to work whatever you're doing thank you so much for taking the time don't forget we're on social media we're on TikTok Brember Family Funerals Facebook and Insta Uh, and uh, yeah we do lives every Sunday Sundays with Brember let's chat about death All right, guys, take care and we'll talk to you next time. Bye for now. Bye.